Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, how are you? Um, pretty good, pretty good. Not excited about the rest of the week weather-wise, but today's going to be good. Where we are um, broadcasting from, and hi everybody. It's going to be like a weird mild day in February, which is great, but just looking ahead of the special weather statement, which isn't so special, it's going to be gross and nasty, tons of rain, and then maybe some ice pellets and snow. So that part I'm not looking forward to, because I feel like we had turned a corner, and here we are. Can I weather geek for a second? Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. There is a uh, low-pressure system that's going to track across Lake Erie and Lake Ontario by tomorrow night. This would be Thursday night. 15 to 25 millimeters of rain. Tomorrow afternoon, this is Thursday afternoon, as the temperature drops, the rain is going to transition to freezing rain and ice pellets for a while. Could go on for an hour, two, maybe even three hours of that. Then it's going to convert to snow. It's going to snow hard. By the time it's all said and done, on Friday morning, 10 to 20 centimeters of snow, 15 to 25 millimeters of rain, highly likely that it's going to be a four-day weekend for students and educators. I'm thinking so, too. We're keeping our eye on this one, but I'm thinking so, too. I'm thinking probably Friday, maybe even Thursday, although coming later on Thursday, you said, majority of that snow? Yeah, so tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, is going to be mainly rain, but sometimes schools will cancel if they know something bad is coming, and I don't know if they want to send out a fleet of school buses in the middle of a freezing rainstorm. Right, or a flash freeze is something else to worry about if it's going to happen that quickly, and at this point, they can't tell you, but by tomorrow morning, we'll certainly know, and you're right. Uh, By tomorrow morning, when they find out the update, they might be like, nope, just prepare yourselves. It'll be fine. It's fine. Guys, yesterday, Premier Ford did a campaign stop at DeFasco in Hamilton, and it was good. They're trying to help DeFasco go a little greener. If we can make the steel industry more green, that's great. Love it. Good, good. And he he turned into off-script Doug again, and I thought, yeah, here we fucking go. I like it. He's going off-script. This is great. And there were parts of it that made me wonder, where did you put the real Doug Ford? Or are you the real Doug Ford? And this prick from the last two years has just been impersonating you. That's what I wondered. You know, where's the, the guy that used to make up fake kids and, and, and butlers and shit and hang out in backyards? Are you calling Arthur fake? He's totally But fake. how come nobody is even asking where Arthur is? Because like, I think even Doug's like, eh, fuck, just don't ask about it because I made it up. And- but screw that. I mean, the, the, media, the media, here we go, the media that does get a chance to ask him questions. I know you're going to go into depth about those people. Got a little MSM rant coming up here. Good, good, good. But like those people that are selected, like I would like to know that. And I know it's not the most important thing. Where is Arthur? I understand. But I would also like to know, how is Arthur feeling? Uh, but the off-script, Doug, before we play some of this, and it really is fantastic, um, a lot of people, when we when we did play some of this on our, on our morning radio show, and you guys can check us out anytime, just go to 915thebeat.com if you want to listen live, were mentioning the fact that they didn't hear it anywhere else, no. which I found interesting because yeah. I did hear a little bit of it yesterday because it was, I was listening to a news station, so they happened to have it live. I caught it live anyway. But I thought, wow, nobody else is really talking about the fact that he made all these comments as much. I felt like they, they didn't focus on it. But to me, that was kind of a big deal because we haven't seen a lot of that. And it, I'll, I'll explain to you why I was so frustrated yesterday listening to it. But we should play some of this. This yeah, is great. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the national embarrassment that we're dealing with in a few minutes. And we're going to talk about a couple of great stories, too. I, I want to play some audio for you from this woman who led police on a slow-speed chase through the Orlando <laughs> International Airport. <laughs> on a suitcase. It's crazy. It's the best. But we'll get to that coming up. This is going to be a fun episode of After 9. Let's talk a little bit about this man that came out yesterday that looks and sounds like Doug Ford, but is very different from the Doug that we've seen for the last two years. Here's Doug when he was asked a question about the optional Vax Passport. When he was asked, do you think you're putting businesses in a polarizing position because they have to choose Vax or no Vax? This was his answer to the question, and he went far further than I think anybody thought he would. I think the market's going to dictate, you know, you, you can go to, you can go to Costco, you can go to Walmart, you can go shopping, you know, you don't know if the person has a shot beside you or not, but we also know that it doesn't matter if you have one shot or 10 shots, you can catch COVID. 
See, the Prime Minister has triple shots, and I, I know hundreds of people with three shots that caught COVID. We just have to be careful. We've got to always make sure we wash our hands and, and move forward. But, Colin, we can't stay in this position forever. We've got to learn to live with this and get on with our lives. I bet if I asked every single person in this room, do you want these damn masks or do you want them off? They want them off. They want to get back to normal. They want to be able to go for dinner with their families. And there's every single person, including myself, knows people that are unvaccinated. You know, sure, there's there's the rebel rousers. And then there's just hardworking people that just don't believe in it. And, and that's their choice. This is about, again, a democracy and freedoms and liberties. And I hate as a government telling anyone what to do. We just got to get moving forward and, and get out of this and protect the jobs. You know, we're, I think a lot of people call them, probably yourself too, everyone's done with us. Like, we are done with it. Let's let's start moving on and cautiously and, you know, we, we've, we've followed the rules, all of us, like 90% of us, for, for over two years. The world's done with it. So, let's just move forward. Oh, okay. Uh, first off, Doug. First off. Rebel <laughs> rousers and shit. I have a special message for you, Mr. Constant Complainer. We need to change our attitudes. <laughs> you need to change your attitude, Doug. Uh, Doug, we need to vax passports, Doug. Before we really go into what he actually said, I really hope that when COVID isn't a thing anymore, and I truly, I, I'm, I hope that that's this year at some point, we still have Doug Ford now and again talking about COVID. I don't know what the fuck COVID is, but nobody says to him that he says it funny, or does he know what he doesn't care? Well, I thought that when he started a sentence with COVID, he was trying to make a point. Yeah. But yesterday, he did it like mid-sentence. It was just fluid COVID. for him. COVID. COVID. Like he thinks it's spelled that way. <laughs> I don't know. Good. Maybe he's like dyslexic or something. Who knows? <laughs> now to the obvious the we obvious need to stop <laughs> moaning i th- i'm i was surprised to see that but at the same time we know an election is coming up so should we expect more of this off script doug because the election's coming up i mean where was all of this where was that what you just said in the last 6 months for example we couldn't even find you let alone get you to say that you had to read on your script and this is how uh, this is a robot Doug letting you know get vaccinated get vaccinated get vaccinated and now it's you can't blame people for like not wanting to get vaccinated what the fuck that is literally the exact opposite of what you've been saying I am so confused yeah honestly for the last two years he's been like that big fucking animatronic mouse at Chuck E. Cheese (laughs) playing the goddamn banjo telling people to get shots that's what it's been like for the last two years just confusing I, we're we're gonna go. We're gonna break down Doug's remarks in just a sec. But he did say a few other things. His daughter kind of came up yesterday. Mm. That's kind of been a bit of an elephant in the room. And if Doug had, honest to God, said, "Listen, this is a family thing, and I do not want to discuss it," everyone in the media should respect that because first and foremost, he's a dad. That's his daughter. She's entitled to her opinion as an adult, and he's entitled to his as an adult. But he brought it up. I mean, I'm going to play this clip for you where he more or less let us all in on what we've all known for a while now. Folks, let, let's unite this country. I've never seen this country in this province so divided. You know, it, it has affected friendships, it's affected co-workers, it's affected families. And I can tell you guys, I faced all three of them. And man, it, it's, it's challenging, especially on the, fam- on, on the family side. He started going down we, the road, and then he's we, like, oh, pull up, pull up. We know. But the thing is, we know. We know. He had one more soundbite on this that I want to play, and he is so excited, he says, to end the mandates that he implemented. You know, guys, I, I get it. You know, everyone's frustrated. I'm, I'm just as frustrated as anyone else. We want to get through this. I want to get these mandates moving. And we made some great announcements yesterday. On In two days, we're, we're going to be going to 100% in restaurants. On March the 1st, we're just going to open things up. And thank God, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm no secret that, you know, with, with these uh, passports, Vax passports, I, I wasn't sold on them, but went along and we did what we had to do because the the doctor said we need to do this so now moving forward the doc says hang in there for the for the mask i respect him you know dr moore is phenomenal but you know something he's reasonable too he's reasonable he gets it he understands the economy and uh i think he's done an incredible job but thank god on march the first we're moving forward out of this and 
then, man, I, I just can't wait. Thank God everybody's going to stop bitching at me and shitting all over me every fucking day. Ah, thank God I, my phone's going to ring less and my kids won't hate me. And ah, thank God that this is over on the 28th and I'm probably going to get reelected with a majority government. That's what he's thinking in his head. Because he wants people to remember him for this, for these moments that are going to start to happen. And this is only the beginning, by the way. We're catching the beginning of New Doug that you're going to see for the next four months. But New Doug is like old Doug. But New Doug is, you're right, New Doug is OG Doug. Just the one in between, we're not sure what the what the hell happened there. That son of a bitch that closed all the businesses and threw all the people out of work and, and implement the, the divide that he hates is the one that he created. He was 100% responsible for it. Yeah. For him to come out now, like I fuck, it, he, like he's playing the, the victim. Yeah, the, like, hip, the hypocrisy, right? It's total hypocrisy. Yeah, a lot of, that's, a, that's what I saw a lot yesterday and the first thing I thought, especially when he mentioned, in, specifically when he mentioned something about we got to get people back to work, back to their jobs. Can you address the fact that a lot of people were laid off because they refused to take the vaccine and now you're saying some people didn't, didn't take it and we respect that, but then they were fired for not. So explain that to me. I'd like to hear more about that, please. I would love to hear more about that. One of two things is happening here. This is either a massive pivot, pull the wool over everybody's eyes, forget about all the last two years because I'm the champion who's going to free you from me. It's, it's either that or he's completely delusional. I mean... If he really wants us to think, and, and maybe this is the honest to God truth. Maybe this is the truth. Maybe Doug didn't like any of this. Maybe Doug didn't want to go along with any of this. Maybe Doug had a gun to his head through the whole thing and and was so impotent to, to deal with the situation and could not for the life of him figure out how to counter the arguments of the doctors. Maybe, just maybe, he was the victim. Or... He's lied to us. If Doug truly feels like all this shit over the last two years was divisive, like it was unnecessary, but he came out and public facing said that we had to do this. You have to get your shot. If you uh, don't get your shot, you can lose your job. If you don't get your shot, this will happen. That will happen. You have to get your shot. He full throat supported the prime minister in all the federal restrictions, most of them, he didn't like it when they were still letting people in. If anything, he was arguing for harsher federal restrictions at times. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, he would wane back to, well, we got to dial it back. That just suited his reopening timeline. And I, I still don't see him criticizing the prime minister now. So those two are, I don't know if they're fucking buddies now or, or they're drinking partners or what the deal is, but Doug and Justin seem like they're tight. They're getting along very well lately and both mentioning each other every now and again, I find too, like yeah. in a good way. Like, yeah, we talked to really reasonable. Very good. Good, good, good. I'm just thinking, oh, well, that's changed too. That's so totally changing. This is the thing. So I want to just play back his first clip again, and we're going to pause this a couple of times and just give you a little insight. Maybe something to think about if you're hearing that and you're you're hearing new Doug and thinking, oh, great, old Doug's back. I'm happy about that. I liked old Doug a lot. Old Doug was a good Doug, and old Doug was good for Ontario. He was a folksy, campy little guy who, who, who fought hard and I truly believe liked the middle class. He just turned into such a colossal fucking douchebag for the last two years. And now it appears that he's going to claim that none of that was real. Let's listen to it again. I think the market's going to dictate. You know, you, you can go to you can go to Costco, you can go to Walmart, you can go shopping. You know, you don't know if the person has a shot beside you or not, but we also know that it doesn't matter if you have one shot or ten shots, you can catch COVID. See, the Prime Minister has triple shots, and I, I know hundreds of people with three shots that caught COVID. We just have to be careful. We've got to always make sure we wash our hands and, and move forward. But, Colin, we can't stay in this position forever. we got to learn to live with this and get on with our lives. Uh, that's just, sorry, We've just been saying me. that for a year and a half. It just frustrates me because why didn't you say that if you believe that truly? Why didn't you say that over the last six months even? Like, let's not even go back as far as two years. Because in the beginning, I thought that everything that he did was on par with everywhere else in the world. Yeah. Let's shut it down. It was the first wave. Even the second wave, 
maybe even the third. Okay, you did what you had to do. But let's just talk more recently once the fourth wave came into effect. Where was all of that? For You can't, and you're acting like you're standing on a, a mountaintop screaming it like you've been screaming it for six months. You fucking haven't. This is the first time you've ever said it. This is the first time you've actually said it with your own mouth. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were saying that internally. You and the family were discussing this, so you feel like everyone's used to you saying it. Nobody's heard you say this before. And if you truly believe that, then why were you saying such other, other things? Well, I know it may not be him, just to add to this, that runs his own social media. I couldn't tell you. I know at one point he had someone else running it. Maybe some of it is him. We know there's videos out there which he's posted through his team, and that's great. Wonderful. But when you look back at these tweets, it's all vaccine clinics. Great. Let's get shots in arms. Get shots in arms. And now he's saying, we all know if you're double, if you're boosted and blah, you could still catch it. And everybody knows that. I'm not saying he had to tweet that out. But then why was it like push, 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 push. And don't get me wrong. Vaccines are great. I'm, I, I've got two doses myself. Fine. Great. Wonderful. We all figure that was our way back to normal. Because that's what Doug said. Because that's what Doug said. We're going to vaccinate our way out of this. But now it's... Could you at least address like what happened in the last six months? It's like someone it's like someone going missing for three months and then just coming back and being like, oh, by the way, Scott, I'm back and, and leaving it at that. Yep. No, where the fuck were you? What happened? What were you thinking? What were people telling you? No, tran- there's still no transparency in that speech, even though I found real Doug was there. There's still no transparency for me unless he answers different questions. And this is to all those who get the chance to ask him because not all of us do. What the fuck's up? Yeah, and and you know, it's not just that he towed the official line of the government and told us all this shit, the the vaccines and the spending and the massive, colossal amount of devastation to families and job losses and businesses, all of that stuff. The fact that schools were shut down longer than any other jurisdiction on earth, all of that. He, that was Doug. make, Make no mistake about it. That was Doug. If he's going to come out now, and maybe we're just nuancing this too much. Maybe he's just happy it's over. Or maybe he does disagree with it. It sounds like he disagrees with it. It sounds like he he's being a victim here. Like, I didn't want to do it, you but, know, you know, the docs made me. And to be fair, like, part of me does feel what he's feeling in terms of, yeah, l- l- some of those restrictions were meant to happen. There are people out there who believe that we're, we're rushing this, too, right? For every... You know, maybe few people that think this is great. Let's free this up. There are a couple people that are a little more hesitant to do it. And even myself, I will admit, sure, maybe my views have kind of changed over the last little while, but only in terms of, okay, let's get this fucking thing going. I get it. And maybe I was in my mind more strict on it earlier, but still there's like an in-between thing that happened here. So just clarify, were you, were you against it the whole time? I mean, he says he wasn't a big fan of the Vax passwords. It just seems like the opposite of what I thought. I thought you were a big fan of it. Or were you just saying that because you feel like you had to? Well, I mean, in the name of, of transparency here and being truthful, he did say initially when asked about a Vax passport system, he said he didn't like it because he didn't want a divided society. Sure. But then it was just days later he came out and did it and implemented it and fuck everybody that's not vaccinated and then just went hardcore on the get vaxxed. The other part that I find ironic about this is Doug himself would have shamed someone who said what he just said. There was a time when Doug Ford would have lost his mind if someone publicly came out and said, yeah, whether you're vaccinated or not, you're still going to get COVID and undermine the vaccines. And I don't even think he was undermining the vaccines. I think he's saying what we now know. But hopefully now he can at least acknowledge that we've learned a lot about these vaccines mm-hmm. since they started going into arms a little over one year ago. They're not stopping transmission. You can still catch it if you're vaccinated. Those are things that never, ever, ever, sure. ever once came out of Doug Ford's mouth. But we've known it for a while now. Yeah, and there's good parts to it. I mean, yes, it helps with hospitalization numbers. Yes, maybe that saves some people's life. A lot of people who were in the ICU, for example, but were boosted that ended up recovering, believe, and that's fine. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but believe that it's the reason why they didn't die. They're in the hospital with COVID is because they had their shots. Yeah. You know, so it's a good thing. It's not that it's a bad thing, but again, it's just the lack of transparency of, of that. And that was the line. That right there was the moment where he said, we all know you can still catch it. Like we all have these conversations with everyday people all the time. We have it at work. We have it at schools. We People and coworkers and families. We have this discussion. We all know it. It's like the unspoken thing for politicians. I don't want to fucking say it. Don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. And med- maybe medical professionals too. I'll throw in there. You don't want to say that out loud because you don't know what you're going to do. That actually makes people breathe a sigh of relief. Because like, thank you for saying what we already know. 
mm-hmm. as someone who is a political leader or a medical professional, whatever the case is. Thanks for saying what we already know. We can say it protects us from serious consequences from this virus that we know for sure. Just say those things. That's the thing. This is a, a complete 180 from what he has been saying for two years now. And and I'm I'm it's refreshing to hear him say it. It's refreshing to hear him be honest. And all I want to know is, are you being honest, Doug? Or are you pivoting to a campaign mode? Mm-hmm. And and part of your mm-hmm. campaign would likely be the same campaign that Pierre Polyev is running federally and, and the federal conservatives are in on too. Jason Kenney's doing it. Scott Moe's doing it. Freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom seems to be a right-wing talking point. A case in point, just yesterday, Governor DeSantis in Florida sent out a tweet and it was almost like a trolling tweet because Florida is... Very popular. Their businesses are open. There's very few, if any, restrictions down there. Low mask mandates, nothing going on there, really. And he's playing to the people in those states that are still dealing with a lot of restrictions. And his tweet was very simple. When you come to Florida, you can expect three things. You can expect warm sunshine, great hospitality, and freedom. Mm -hmm. Come to Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. But that also tells me, I mean, that's the tip of the top when it comes to right-wing politics is Governor DeSantis in Florida. So that tells me that they're all talking to the same consultants. If everybody's going with the message of freedom, that's going to be the angle. And it's going to be the wedge between left and right. And it's it's a smart wedge to make. Oh, you don't believe in freedom? Okay, liberal, bye. That's what they're going to do. Sure. They're almost taking an a, angle. They're taking a left wing play and making it a right wing play just with a slight variation. So that's fine. Good on them. A little bit more analysis here from Doug. I bet if I ask every single person in this room, do you want these damn masks or do you want them off? They want them off. They want to get back to normal. They want to be able to go for dinner with their families. And there's every single person, including myself, knows people that are unvaccinated. You know, sure, there's there's a rebel rousers. And then there's just hardworking people that just don't believe in it. And, and that's their choice. Wait a holy second here, Doug. Never once did you acknowledge that anyone had a valid reason to have an objection to being vaccinated. This is what I mean. Never once. It was either pro-vax or anti-vax. No in-between. Now not only is he creating an in-between, he's celebrating it. These are regular, hardworking, tax-paying citizens that just made a choice. Well, the, what? Where was that for the last two years, Doug? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not criticizing you for saying it because I believe that too. I believe there are good people that for whatever reason just made the choice not to get vaccinated. I don't even know how much longer I can call myself fully vaccinated. I've had two shots, but we apparently... Can't get much protection from two shots six months out from having had your second one. They say the third dose, that's the winner. I'm glad to hear Doug not going down that road. I don't even think once yesterday he endorsed the boosters. I don't think he did. It wasn't an endorsement type day other than I am endorsing starting to open up a little bit more. I'm endorsing freedom. I'm endorsing, yes. Civil liberties. Take a picture of me. This is the picture of freedom. No, we all know that's not the case at all. I do. I am curious. I mean, we know how his daughter feels, for example. And I do feel bad because Doug can't control that. No. And we've talked about that before. And he shouldn't have to either. His daughter's an adult with her own opinions. But you know, obviously, what what he mentioned there, we all know he's talking about some of his family. And by the way, I should say daughters plural because I believe both of them for example more recently responded with no no mask on in Costco they don't believe in masking they're all for the con (laughs) she was waving a fuck Trudeau flag wasn't she? That's hilarious yeah the day after her dad was on the phone with Trudeau she's waving a fuck Trudeau flag. Do you (laughs) here's the question is do you think that came up because that's what I wondered when I saw that photo and it didn't surprise me that's and that's fine to each their own but what what I wondered was, does Trudeau be like after a serious conversation, be like, so your daughter fucking hates me, eh? <laughs> like, does that get brought up? Like, I assume they leave personal aside. And so you should. Don't get me wrong. But if you are maybe getting closer, maybe they did have some drinks. I mean, we don't really know what happens behind closed doors between their, in their conversations specifically. But like, could you imagine? He's like, I apologize on behalf of my daughter for waving a flag that says "fuck you." But uh, <laughs> we could just we could just get along, can't we? Listen, when it comes to the relationship between Justin and Doug, 
Justin started it. Doug didn't come into this looking for a fight with Justin. And he's never provoked one either. Justin is the one who aggressively made Doug Ford Satan when he was running against Andrew Scheer for prime minister. Aggressively. Now, something happened along the way where Justin left Doug out of the conversation for the most recent election, the one we just had this summer. Doug Ford wasn't the target there, and I'm not exactly sure why. I have a feeling it's because Doug was towing Justin's line on the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Doug went along with it. You scratch my back, I scratch yours a little bit. Similar. So I don't know that Doug even needs to acknowledge it or apologize for it. I think Justin's problem is with Krista. But I also think... That and, and in response to your other comment, Doug doesn't drink, or he didn't. Okay, the last yes, time I yes. had any interactions right. with him, he he was uh, he, he only drinks pop and water, but um, and coffee. Sorry, the uh, the Justin Trudeau and cake, cheesecake, and oh, fucking God. Timbits. And I did make his cheesecake back at cookies. the beginning of this, and it was quite good. It was just it was <laughs> a lot of fucking blueberry. No, sauce. I just want to go back to those days where all we did was just make fun of those. Mm. <laughs> That was good, no. Doug. Oh, 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 oh. fuck. Uh, I, I do think that Justin is legitimately stunned when he finds out anybody doesn't like him. He is such a narcissist that when he sees a fuck Trudeau flag, I honestly think that it doesn't even register in his mind that they're talking about him. It's like they must be talking about somebody else. He thinks. The Canadians literally worship the ground he walks on. He's still living in the era where he got elected and did that big walk and uh, because it's 2016. That shit. I don't think he's clued into the fact yet that there's been a major shift. Trudeau's at 16% popularity right right now. He's worse than Joe Biden and Americans fucking hate Joe Biden. Well, you are also surround in that, in that situation, unless you're hardcore on Twitter all the time and actually reading tweets about you, which I don't know if I see Justin doing. I, I don't think he reads Instagram comments or everyday people shit. Really, he does. He's not a part of. So when you think about it, he's probably just surrounded by his people and that's it. And they, you know, kiss his ass constantly. I'm sure they're employed by him, sort of. But so, why would they not just kiss his ass? And that way, he has this feeling of, yeah, people like that. That speech, that was good. No problems with it. Everybody loves it. Well, he's got to step out of the Ottawa bubble because he's not very popular right now. Like when he called the protesters a fringe minority, he might actually have believed it because it is so unbelievable in his mind that thousands of people don't like him. He just can't fathom that. He just doesn't understand it. But back to Doug before we talk quickly about Justin and then move on. This is about, again, that democracy and freedoms. And yes, liberties. it is. And it, I hate as a government telling anyone what to do. We just got. What? No. What? Go, come on. If it wasn't such a high chair, I would have fallen off of it there. <laughs> as a government, we hate telling you what to do. You've done nothing but tell us what to do for two years. Nothing. Oh, wrong mouse. Here we go. To get moving forward and, and get out of this and protect the jobs. You know? Oh, now you're well, worried about the jobs. The, the job part got me, too. I was like, really? Protect the jobs from the, the jobs that you took away from people, basically, and vice versa? You shut businesses down four times, Doug. Four times in two years. Now you want to protect the jobs? That's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. People that lost their jobs or people who lost their business. Oh, I think a lot of people call them probably yourself too everyone's done with us like we are done with it let's let's start moving on and cautiously and you know we, we've, we've followed the rules all of us like 90 percent of us for for over two years the world's done with it so let's just move forward again we have to be fair we're not rewriting history but it appears that that's what the premier is trying to do and if he's not then he really needs to clarify Doug, give us half an hour. Give us 30 minutes of your time. Let us ask you some questions about this pandemic. Come on this podcast. You know what a big audience we have. This is good for you. This could end up being very good for you. Come on this podcast. Face a couple of tough questions, but we'll also help humanize you. And this response, we just want to understand what the last two years was. If the day after you announce the end of the mandates, you've done that big a pivot I'm half believing you that maybe you really didn't want to go along with all this stuff. But I'm also wondering, or are you just trying to make people forget? Are you trying to pretend like this divide isn't because of you? 
Are you trying to pretend that all those job losses happened incidentally and you had nothing to do with it? Really? Because I think people want to hear the truth. And I, I did it for Rob Ford. At the height of the scandals, Rob Ford did one radio interview. He came to me. Doug, I'll do it with you too. Come on the podcast. Let Kat ask you a few questions as a mom of kids in schools. She wants to know a few things. Ask anything. Where the fuck is Arthur, Doug? We want to know about Arthur, too. I mean, <laughs> no rules. We can have some fun. Come on. And, and we will have fun, like we always do when we have a guest on. We'll be fair, but we do want to ask you some questions, Doug. Please, come on the podcast. Come on the radio show, and we'll air it in the podcast. Whatever. But let us ask you some questions. Please, come on. You have my number. And if you don't, you know who to get it from. But you do have it. Just come on the pod. We would really appreciate it. Now, let's go to... JT, a lot of people around the world are watching this coverage from Ottawa, trying to understand how there's an emergency here. They hear that Canada has invoked the Emergencies Act, and they're expecting, and and they're also hearing terms like martial law thrown around and things like that. Although I think we can agree this is nothing like martial law. This, This act has been in place for two days, and nobody has done a thing. The protest is growing, and they're not doing anything about it. Maybe they're making a plan. I guess I mean, are you allowed plan. to plan before this is in effect? That could be the only thing that I was thinking. Was there's probably a plan in it in starting right in mo- that they're going to put into motion soon? I mean, they're not going to let you know that there that there's a plan in place. Why would they do that? Well, this is the thing, you know. On the news, and I I flipped it all over the place yesterday. I was on Al Jazeera, and I actually didn't see any coverage of Ottawa on that channel because they were covering the situation with Russia and Ukraine. But I was watching Fox News and CNN and BBC, and all their reporters honestly don't seem to know what to make of this. Canada declares the Emergencies Act. And then they've got B-roll footage rolling in the background of people in bouncy castles and sitting in hot tubs and waving flags and eating beaver tails and barbecuing in the street. They're really struggling to explain to the world why Canada had to invoke the Emergencies Act for a bunch of people sitting in the hot tub. So we don't look very good here, guys. It's kind of embarrassing. I mean, the prime minister was in the house yesterday and the opposition tried to ask him about it. He blew off the questions, wouldn't directly answer, and then left. Nobody expects the prime minister to stay for the whole question period. But, dude, you could have at least answered the questions. People want to know what's going on. What I don't know, though, is the perception. If you're in the States watching this and you hear Canada is suspending certain civil liberties to deal with this emergency, but then you see a bunch of people in in bouncy castles and eating beaver tails and and barbecuing a pig and stuff like that. It doesn't seem like an emergency to them. So what I'm wondering is, is this a national embarrassment that we should all hang our heads in shame of? Or are people making the connection that Canada just has a wildly disconnected leadership? Are they blaming this on Justin Trudeau? Or are they just saying Canada's lost its marbles? Because I don't want to be painted with that brush. I don't understand what the emergency is. The cops in Windsor did great. They cleared the bridge in two days. Doug came out. He gave a speech. Here's your warning. Piss off. And two days later, the bridge was open. I don't understand why we can't do that in Ottawa with the full resources of the federal government, the provincial government, and the local police force. The chief stepped down yesterday, slowly. That was the right decision. He's the first person to be accountable in all this. He stepped down. There's a lot of blame to go around there. Mm. I mean, from the mayor to the premier to the prime minister, everybody has let this happen and get to this point to a point where we have to declare this act, which the Civil Liberties Association is losing it. There's banks that are wondering, do we freeze everybody's account? And and then people who have donated even 20 bucks on Give, Send, Go, they (laughs) apparently fall under this because they're aiding and abetting this fucking group down in Ottawa. Is their account going to get suspended because they donated 20 bucks? How much do you have to donate? Like all these things are not adding up and it doesn't feel like an emergency. I saw um, something that was trending that has been trending in Canada for the last like 12 hours. I just want to address real quick when it comes to that give, send, go thing, because those names were revealed, right? A bunch of names were revealed. 
So shortly after the names were revealed, you saw David's Tea. You might have seen David's Tea trending. Did yeah, you see this? I did. The guys, the guy who owns David's Tea, it was his wife that made a donation. So, right? but here's the thing. So everyone's saying boycott David's Tea, boycott David's Tea. But the, but all it takes is a little bit of research to learn that guy pulled out. He's not the founder anymore. He sold everything out back in 2016. Mm-hmm. So not only is he not even he doesn't give a fuck what you do with David's Tea. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a fucking horse in that race anymore. Go ahead. But poor David's Tea had to come out yesterday and be like, guys. He's not a part of us anymore. And by the way, it was also his wife who happens to whatever she does for a living. She does something for a living, whatever it is, that did it anyway. Like, you want to boycott David's tea over the previous founder? Like, it's just... Just do a little research in advance. Like that well, kind of thing is kind of embarrassing. Are, are we really going back to that cancel shit? That's the thing. Like, come like, on. S- enough is enough. If you don't like it, you personally don't have to shop at David's Tea. Although, again, David's Tea had nothing to they do did, with it. But this. that's the that's the point. Nothing it's like to nobody do with seems it. to care. They're just like, oh, is that the case? Then fuck David's Tea. Did you ever even shop at David's Tea before? No, but they're trying to they organize didn't. a boycott. They didn't. And yeah, blame them for other things. Go ahead. If you don't like the company for other reasons, I know there's other stuff circulating. That's fine. But that's just one example of many that I saw coming from that list, which makes me uneasy. I don't like that. No matter what what it's for, I don't like that. You know what David's Tea reminds me of? Freedom. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's the Freedom Tea Company. That's what patriots drink. You know what they found themselves yesterday? What? In a hot water. Ah. Ah! That's clever. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, get, leave David. Leave David's tea alone. Unless it's for other reasons, then you do you. Leave everybody alone. Leave everybody who alone. Who cares what other people I do? Guess, when uh, can we get back to a place where you don't give a shit who donates money to what? I know. Why it's are we choice. trying to cancel companies that you didn't even shop at anyway? Because the ex-owner's wife made a donation to a cause that you disagree with. Come on. Stop that nonsense. Silly. And Justin... Stop embarrassing us. Will you please? You know, I, it's, it may sound counterintuitive, but again, I still think Christian Freeland or Anita Anand or Omar Algabra, somebody has got to grab Justin by the ear, drag him into a room, and just tell him, shh, stop it. <laughs> Every time you open your mouth now, it's worldwide news and nobody believes you. Everybody thinks you're full of shit and everybody thinks you have some hidden agenda. It completely overshadowed yesterday the fact that they did lessen some of the travel restrictions. Even that was a piss in the ocean. Yeah. All they did, they got great headlines. Federal government drops the PCR mandate for re-entering Canada. Well, that's a very misleading headline. No, they didn't. All they said was for fully vaccinated travelers, you still need to get tested. And it's still got to be a test from the other country. It's just now it can be a rapid test. So the difference here is because and it's a pain in the ass process to find labs and clinics that will take people that are open, that can get you your results before you get to the border, all that sort of stuff. Instead of paying $240 U.S. for a PCR test, now you can pay about $35 and get a rapid test. But make no mistake. You're still going to have to go and get tested. And the PCR is still in place until the end of the month. This is a, such a slow, gradual thing. And, and just back to Doug for a second. Doug, if you're really worried about the business and the commerce and the travel and so on and so forth, maybe phone your, your buddy Justin there and say, you've really got to back off with these travel restrictions because now that's affecting business. And it will. There's a lot of people that need to come here on a regular basis for everything from conventions to repairs to set up to this and that. Why are we putting these people through an inconvenience when we don't need to? Why are we charging families? A family of four would have had to pay $1,000 yeah, yeah. to go on vacation extra just for PCR testing that's not necessary or effective. We have a major PCR capacity issue in our labs. Why are we using PCR testing on incoming travelers right now? Then it'll just be a selective screening. Back to that. You may be selected for a screening when you land, and it can be a rapid test to get on the plane. Take away all that shit. It doesn't matter. You acknowledged yesterday. It doesn't matter. I mean, common sense has to prevail at some point. And so far, I've seen no evidence that anybody is interested in actually following science. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to a couple other things here. Sorry, I'm going to make a note of where we are in the pod because I got a little fired up there. It happens to the best of us. We need to stop moaning. Yes, we do, Peter. Stop moaning. 
What's that fucking guy saying right now? I don't know. I haven't heard much from him. You know, Mr. Stop Moaning. Is he moaning now that they're loosening restrictions? I know. I wonder how he feels about it. Maybe we should tell him. You need to stop moaning. <laughs> Who cares if there's 100% capacity in the restaurant? Who cares? Stop moaning. We need to stop moaning. Change your attitude. We need to change our attitudes. Unbelievable. Um, Down in Florida. This is great. A woman was going through the airport and she had attempted to get on the plane and she had an empty beer can in her hand. She was intoxicated, heavily intoxicated. Uh Oh, that's a no, no. She was trying to go from Orlando to New York City. And one of the great things that they have now is for those that find it very inconvenient to push their suitcase with all four wheels on it. That's a big ask for some people. Now they've got it motorized, <laughs> kind of like those motorized golf carts. You just get a little remote control and you can drive your cart around. You just scoot it through the airport and it, it goes ahead of you or maybe behind you, probably ahead of you. Sure. You'd sure. want your suitcase to lead just in case you shit goes down. You need to keep your eyes on it. So this woman has got one of these electric suitcases and she was, like I said, very, very drunk. So what she decided to do was just ride it, like drive her suitcase through the airport. When the airline wouldn't let her on the plane, she said... Well, fucking, I'm leaving then. So she hopped on her case and started driving away. Well, the cops had already been informed that there was a very, very intoxicated woman that tried to get on the plane, and she just drove away. In a weird kind of a way, that could be a DUI because you're driving a, a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Vehicles don't even have to be motorized for you to get a DUI. You can get a DUI on a bicycle. That's right. So on a suitcase, I imagine this is a big problem. And a ton of pedestrians that you could hit. Tons. (laughs) Not high speeds, but still, a lot of people could get hurt in the ankle area. So she's driving through the airport. Cops tried to pull her over. Is that what it is? They pull you over? I don't know if that's a... You could push someone over that was sitting on a suitcase. Yeah. So she's she's over in, in the Gates area. And at the Orlando airport, it's really great the way they have it set up. You go into your check-in where all the airlines are and you get your boarding pass and check your suitcase. Then you hop on a monorail and Mm -hmm. take it to where the gates are. So the cop just wanted to urge her to get from the gates because she wasn't getting on a plane anytime soon. Get her from the gates back to the main terminal. Then we're going to put her in a cab and send her back to a hotel or something. Not good enough. She led the cops on a slow speed chase through the airport. I'm going to play just a little bit of this three-minute video. It's her on a suitcase and the cop on a bicycle. Yes. In an airport. It's- yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's their policy. You just can't be that intoxicated when you're flying a plane, okay? I'm not that intoxicated. Okay, Chelsea. Just just go to the terminal. Oh, man, that thing kind of goes fast. I think I'm faster, but... A bike pursuing a suitcase in a minute. It's going to be crazy. Chelsea, I'll race you. I'm on a Chelsea? Vehicle. Chelsea. Give Look at me. Sober. Chelsea. She's gone. She's gone. She's spit at me. Stop spitting. Do not spit. I only spit it one time. Do not. I only spit one time. She, she tried to spit at the cop, and, and that's why he placed her under arrest. I only spit one time. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. But when you're drunk, you don't realize it. Was she on her, did they clarify if she was on her way home to New York or if she was on her way to New York for a trip? They didn't specify, but nearest I can tell, it appears that she was going home to New York City. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, that's a hell of a way to wrap up your trip to FLA. That's a hell of a way to do it. But she did it and she got herself arrested. That's never something that you want. But nonetheless, I just, what's your truth? Truth. Where's your like judginess on a scale of one to 10 if you see someone scooting around in an airport on their, on their motorized suitcase? It's right up there with those people that drive around the little scooter carts when they go to the grocery store and stuff like they that. They don't actually need it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just lazy. You don't have a disability. <laughs> you You're just fucking lazy. This. Fucking walk. Yeah, exactly. If you're able to walk, be thankful you're able to walk. Be Feel blessed. Feel grateful. Don't sit your ass down because you're too drunk. Maybe that was it. She just felt too drunk. She felt like that was the best bet. <laughs> so good. Oh, my suitcase is moving. Maybe I'm still in the airport is moving. Oh, no. Judging by the video, I'm going to guess, by the way, that she had a lot more than just booze in her system. She seemed pretty out oh, of it. So? Yeah. It seemed that way to me. What was in the suitcase? That's a good question. Ah, very good question. Very good question. Um, we'll do one more here, and then we got to wrap it up because we're almost at time anyway. 
It's a new report that makes the recommendation that there's certain alcohols that as you become an older person, you should cut out of your diet. So as a public service, we're going to go through the five types of alcohol that you need to cut out of your system once you get older. It doesn't specify how old, but I'm going to say probably like mid-50s and up. Okay. Because your body goes through changes, particularly it changes when you hit your 30s, changes again big time at your 40s, and then it just goes downhill from there. (laughs) You shouldn't say that. (laughs) I know, I know. They say number one, straight booze. Once you get older, you got to cut out the straight liquor. They say you are much more likely to get drunk on straight liquor, fall down, and break a hip. Straight liquor is also very dangerous when it interacts with medications, and you are likely on several medications when you reach that age. Okay, so the goal really is to not be on that many medications. I mean, let's all be... We know that bones get frail as you get older. That's really... I mean, sure, you can help prevent that a little bit Mm -hmm. but for the most part if you're i don't know i would say on the older scale not at 55 to 75 but older than 75 absolutely you really have to be careful because one slip that could fracture that could break your bones they're a lot more fragile but that said i mean as long as you're not on a million medications i don't see an issue with any of those things i mean yeah you do drink straight alcohol to get a little tipsy and i feel like as you get older you're not really drinking to get fucked out of your mind anyway you're having a glass of scotch at the end of the day because you live to 70 you freaking deserve it mm-hmm. you know and you understand how to handle your liquor for the most part brandy they say brandy has more congeners than any other drink chemicals produced during the fermentation process they're one of the things that cause really bad hangovers and hangovers have a harsher impact on older people so they say don't press your luck by drinking brandy when you're older boy these are two things that older people tend to love by the way brandy and straight liquor yeah non-light beer they say light beer is your best option meaning light on alcohol not necessarily light colored More full beers, like IPAs, tend to have a higher alcohol content and much more calories, which is a whole other set of issues for older people. They say you should stop with the white wine when you get too old. It has more sugar, while red wine has more antioxidants. Red is the better option as you age. Can I do what I did this morning on the radio show? Yeah. Let me just tell you that you can look up the sugar content. The, the saying that all whites are bad because most of them are are high in sugar is completely false. You can look up ones that are lower sugar and that's better. And yes, it's better for hangover. I would suggest that for anyone at any age, by the way. Look up the sugar content in the wine that might be your favorite and you might be surprised. Some could be two grams a liter all the way up to like 65, 70, even more grams a liter of sugar. That's the shit that's going to give you the hangover and make you feel like crap. So if you go lower sugar, regardless of if it's white or red, there are reds that have way higher content. So that is very like general to me. I don't like that part of it. Uh, By the way, 30% of seniors in America are diabetic. 30%, 50% more are pre-diabetic. So there's some benefit to this, encouraging people to watch their sugars. But I agree with you. It does go by the brand. And at any age, we should. They also say, seniors, you, you need to avoid the super sweet cocktails. It's all about the sugar. Alcohol is already high in carbs, which your body converts to glucose. So sweet drinks are a sugar bomb. Right. Hey, yeah. I think when we're on vacation, everybody likes a... One margarita. Everybody likes a daiquiri. The problem is when you drink 15 That's of them. That's the thing to excess. Your head's going to blow off your shoulders, basically. Your sure. Your blood is basically could be used to sweeten colas. It's going to be pretty bad when you're drinking too many of them. Either way, I think the general rule here is moderation. But I'm going to take this a step further. Besides drinking in moderation, which most people should make an effort to do anyway, I really think, guys, that after all we've been through over the last two years, mainly to safeguard our seniors, we should continue on with that. So if you just listened to this segment and you felt any concern, I think tonight's the night you just head on over to your parents' house and just clean out the liquor cabinet. Nope. You're the best. This is for you and your health, and I'm not going to stop just because Doug said COVID's over. Nope, we're going to take all the alcohol out of here and, and just we're, we're saving you is what we're doing here, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa. Yeah, the, you know, the last thing that you, got, you do, though, is take alcohol or anything an older person likes out of their life.
Don't do it. I strongly actually discourage that. <laughs> they have they've lived a long life. They know what they like. They deserve it. Let them have it. All those factors in mind. Absolutely. Watch with medication. Watch. You don't slip, fall and break a hip just because you got a little too drunk. But aside from that, you live. Just live. And on that, we'll say thanks for listening, everybody. I know that uh, tomorrow is going to be shit. Friday is going to be shit. Enjoy today. It's going to be like eight, Mm -hmm. nine degrees. Enjoy the nice stuff. We'll deal with the crap tomorrow. And if you want uh, weather, as soon as you wake up, you can uh, just tune your radio to 915 The Beat in Kitchener, Waterloo. You can listen at 915thebeat.com or use the Radio Player Canada app. And uh, is there anything else we got to do? Oh, the phone number if you want to leave us a message. Yeah, you can leave us a voicemail. Actually, I have to go through those voicemails. I know there's a bunch on there I have not checked yet. Have you checked them recently? I don't even know how to check them. Oh. I just count on you to do it. <laughs> Then I'm sorry, guys. I'm a couple days behind, but leave a voicemail and I will make a very strong effort today to go through those and maybe we'll play some for you tomorrow. So the number is 519-772-4443. Call us, Doug. We'd love to have you on. Mm-hmm. I know I said half an hour, but I'd actually like an hour. Yeah. Give us an hour and we'll we'll you'll like how it ends. We'll do some fun stuff too. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about, but a couple things we'd like to talk about. There's stuff that we don't know because the guy keeps fucking disappearing. Like, I have no idea if he's on Team Kanye or Team Kim. We have no idea about a lot of the important things that our premier deals with on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> so we uh, we would have fun. Doug, come on the pod. Let's talk. Come on. Come on. I got you a cheesecake. That's not going to help him come on, is it? I th- he's got other likes. You know, w- either way, if he comes on, we've got to we'll roll out the, the Tim Hortons, right? We, we got a spread for you. Doug, there will be every kind of breakfast sandwich variation you can imagine. In fact, if you want, we'll get you some honest-to-God egg McMuffins from McDonald's and some farmer's breakfast wraps from Tim's, those Chris sandwiches from Burger King. We'll put out a whole fucking platter for you. Some tea from David's Tea. We're <laughs> so going to have it some, all. Yeah, the tea of freedom is what you're going to be drinking. <laughs> See you tomorrow, guys. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.